everybody, the SWP is brought to you by Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. Have your insurance rates been going up year over year? You're not alone. It's happening to everyone. I'm Josh from All Insurance Ontario. Send me a text and see if I can save you a bunch of money. 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome. Ottawa Sports Talk every weekday. Oh, my God. Look at you people. You're fantastic. Love you. Thank you for being here. It's the SWP. It is Steve along with Jimmy talking sports and whatever. Fighting a bit of a cold today. The old scratchy throat thing that's going around the city, taking the world, the world by storm. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll muddle through. James, how are you today? Uh, Stevie, I've got a scratchy throat myself. Well, it's scratchy throat yep. show. Yeah, but uh, uh, I can't remember the last time I had a cold. So we'll see what's up. There's a there's a there's a wicked virus whipping through the city here, Same. in Edmonton. Uh, so I don't, you know, it's like. 20 out of 25 kids in every classroom are sick or something. So, um, anyway, I'm like Thor, Stevie. Doesn't, does, will not knock me down. Does not bother me. Well, I, I wonder if it's because, because it is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like every second person I talk to is dealing with something right now. And it got me thinking that maybe all the mask wearing we've done over the last couple of years, maybe that's allowed the rank and file lesser viruses. To have a little more oomph, a little more teeth than yeah, they normally I, do. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's kind of like a gut punch, you know, that we may be back to mask wearing here shortly, Steve. You know, I, I was talking to a teacher last night uh, because, of course, they, they were, I don't want to say the last holdouts, but I, I think they were probably the longest mandated jobs that had to wear masks and the, and right. the kids in school and the teacher was like oh my god if my kids have to wear masks again it, it'll be bananas trying to trying to teach again so yeah anyway it is what it is lots of lots of covid going around yeah people aren't as careful anymore i can tell you about our men's hockey so after our hockey league game we all go into the dressing room everybody gets mm-hmm. their gear off has a shower gets a gear on and then big giant case of beer comes out standard stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, but there's only the one cooler and basically what happens is and again this speaks to how we're not thinking of covid maybe as much as we should or at least my 'er ne'er-do-well hockey buddies so people drink their tall boy can and when they're done they stomp it they stomp it flat so it's a puck size and then throw it back into the cooler where there's still a bunch more beer to be drank yeah, yeah, oh, that's a marvelous yeah. idea. Yeah, so yeah. all this uh, spit-covered uh, empty cans are now going in with the cans we're still about to drink. And I got thinking on my way out, that's not very smart when you think about it. Yeah, and then I wonder why I've got a scratchy throat now, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, at least a scratchy Like, do, do we need to call in the forensic laboratory team to, to check out 
whether there's a bunch of DNA now, mm-hmm. different DNA in the cooler yeah. of the beer, of my hand going in. Uh, yeah, we better get them in here because I just can't see, Steve, how other people's DNA would get on your DNA if they're throwing right. already consumed cans with yeah. wet, sweaty lips on them yep. and throwing it. And not the yeah. biggest room either. There's about, you know, guys from the other team came in to join us because we always have the most beer and they sat down and drank our beer and, yeah. and then got saliva all over their cans and throw their uh, cans in there as well. And every, I don't know, it's just, it's just dumb. Anyway. Oh, Steve, if I had a dime for every time I got my saliva over someone's cans. Oh, yes. It would. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> Excuse me. Whoa. Excuse me. Yeah, you yeah. were you in the dressing room with us? I don't know. A little know. sick, yeah. A little yeah. little uh... now did uh, you see any of the Hall of Fame last night, by the way? I've I've I saw spits and spats of it, spurts and spats of it, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Uh last night on highlights and everything. And uh um most of it, most of it I gotta admit, as I was flipping around the dial watching the sports shows, mm-hmm. uh most of it I've I've gotta admit, Stevie, was was a cover, coverage of Alfie. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, you know, I did, I, I didn't see the ceremony. I didn't watch any of the speeches, but, but the highlight packages were all Alfie. So, um, you know, that it was kind of cool. The, I think the players, even in a loss, right. Did the sense players not come back to the bench to watch it on the jumbotron? Uh, they interviewed a couple of them saying, you know, when you think about it, uh, when, when you hear for me, when you hear that he was the captain of the, same hockey team for 12 or 13 or 14 years or whatever it was. Uh, I, there's no question in my mind, no question in my mind that that would certainly qualify a guy to be in the Hall of Fame without a Stanley Cup, you know? Yeah, the, the, I, I think the cup talk no doubt, is, you know? the cup talk takes you back to the 70s and 80s and before when there weren't that many teams in the NHL. There were, I mean, 32 teams now. I think that's it's a non-starter. Did you ever mm-hmm. win a cup in your career? Well, you can be awesome from start to finish in every way a player can be awesome and still, just because of the numbers that they've now got in the NHL, not win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So I don't ever put that into the equation anymore. But Alfie was great. I thought his speech was amazing. Definitely agree with you that uh, for that reason and many others that he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I thought the thing started, though. I thought I tuned into a Lanny McDonald podcast or something. Oh, no. He runs the Hall of Fame selection committee. And so he yes. and James Duthie got up there and Duthie asked him one question and uh, Lanny's gone for 10 minutes. He basically did, does a big biography of every player and what he thought of them and how the week has been and, and, and riffing, not reading a script or anything. And I uh, thought that was a little, I don't know, a shaky way to start the evening. It was, I'm sure it was 20, 25 minutes of nothing but Lanny McDonald talking oh, with no. maybe, with maybe two or three, you know, questions coming from James Duthie. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, Alfie was the first one out of the gate, so thank thank goodness for that, because otherwise it would have been like watching your kid. You know, you know he's coming up at the Christmas concert at the assembly, but mm-hmm. you know he's not he's not to one of the last acts. So you have to sit through all the other stuff. Nobody wants that, man. Right. I clicked that thing off so fast. With all due respect to the Finnish female hockey star who uh, was uh, put in number two, uh, I was gone after Alfie. And uh, I got to say that unless you're a Canuck fan, you probably Steve, were not around for the Sedin twins. Shouldn't have done that, Steve. Yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you're anyway. the intro, Stevie, you're, you're the introducer, Stevie. Okay. 
That's that's a three minute deal. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That's a three, four, five minute deal. Introduction, people. Step aside. Let's get to the main subject here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you're being, if you've got, if you got game and you're, you know, you've, you've got an act and you're funny or something. I mean, like I think that uh, Keenan Thompson, he's been quite good on the NHL awards ceremony, emceeing that. So mm-hmm. if you're entertaining, then then okay. But this was just Lanny McDonald meandering. This ago, oh, I was sure glad to see Daniel Alfredson here. I remember when we called him; it was amazing. And and Alfie certainly represents everything that you want in an NHL yeah. player. And the and it just it went on like that, just riffing, yeah, with, 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 with very little direction. And he did it for all five of the nominees, and then talked about the ceremony. It was just. It went on and on. I, I, right. I love Lanny McDonald. I feel badly for saying this, but it was so out of place. I think what happened, Steve, is they've, they've, you know, everyone's seen so many examples of, of say, intros, you know, when you're, when you're introducing stars that they, they say, I can do this, right? And yet, and yet it's just sort of this borrowed stuff that they've heard everyone else doing. And then it, then it comes across as long and lame, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, I was watching this thing yesterday, Steve, where, where, um, it was a play-by-play guy, uh, the opening face-off of a game between Boston and I forget who else. Marshawn came to center ice to to uh, take the opening face-off. And clearly, Steve, he was talking to his opponent before mm-hmm. they puck, dropped the puck and, and obviously was making some nice gestures. He was tapping the guy on the side and then, you know, le- leaned in and said, two or three things to him and and then you know the guy tapped him back and and the commentator steve said isn't this something that i'll tell you what that's what makes this league great all, all these little you know, things that people hear you know uh what a what a what a league the nhl and as marshall there is congratulating the referee for being so good and fair and, and the, <laughs> the people like they find out later steve what he was doing was uh Marshawn's opponent uh, wife had just gone through cancer treatments. She had, they found some tumor in her leg or something. And he was being super cordial and said, good luck with all that, man. And, and, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. And yet the announcer thinks, you know, you know what I mean, Steve, they just pull this shit out that they've heard somewhere yeah. else. So I'm going to do that. This yeah. is something else. Look at that. Congratulating him. Where else would you ever see that? What a league this is, the NHL. The people are like, dude, no, yeah. he's not talking to the referee at all, you know? Yeah. So people get caught up, Stephen, what it should sound like. Sure. You know, what, so anyway. I, I thought it was interesting too that they started the game at five thirty. So this is in Ottawa, and of course the Hall of Fame ceremonies are in Toronto, as they always are. So the game yes. in Ottawa against the Islanders, so the Sens fans could stick around after the game to watch Alfie's ceremony. They started mm-hmm. it at five thirty, right? Which which gravely attend uh, affects the attendance. You know, yes. people people are coming working nine to five. They're not going to be able to get there for five thirty. So they know they're going to take an attendance hit, but they wanted the people in the building to watch the Alfie thing on the big screen after. And like you said, mm-hmm. the players came out to watch as well. So meanwhile, we, we got we got this game going on with the Islanders. It's a one goal game. The Sens have pulled their goalie, and then all of a sudden, because I always have my Twitter open when I'm watching uh, Sens games, all of a sudden Bruce Garriock, who's covering the Alfie Hall of Fame ceremonies, starts tweeting out a blow-by-blow blow of Alfie's speech. And I'm like, what? What's happening here? You know, the first one was Alfie is the first inductee. 
Alfie is presented his plaque by Matt Sundin. Alfie says in his speech, it's truly humbling and surreal to get this honor. Alfie, in the early part of his speech, pays tribute to Boreas Salming. Alfie wants to thank... And it, Oh, it was no. like oh, no. you're already was, driving me crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it, it was just the fact that I'm trying to watch the end of the Ottawa Senators hockey game, and it's a big game for them. They're trying to get uh, their mojo back here. They end up losing to the Islanders, but uh, it was like, wow, why would you start it at 5:30 if you're not going to let people watch it live? Yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess they have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe move things around so that Alfie goes second. Wait, maybe we wait till this. Uh, this uh, game's over. The Sens yeah. fans actually want to see this thing. Sure, but uh, the, sure. they put it on tape delay, so it was all fine. But it was weird to be hearing from media people in Toronto basically giving me the speech as yeah. as uh, as the hockey game was still on. Or the or the league said, I'll tell you what, the re- yeah, you know what, though, there's other teams. You know, we want to make sure that all those fans of the San Jose Sharks get a chance to see the Elfie induction. So that's why we – no, no, they, they don't yeah. give a shit. No, they right. don't care, Steve. Yeah. I don't care. They don't. You're right. You're, when you're anyway, right, congratulations, you're right. Alfie. Uh, yep. It was big, big news. Big news. Yep. So I put together 11 great moments in Alfie's Hall of Fame career. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't want them? No, no, I do. I do. They were. Okay. Did you see Steve? Where the uh, they also they the score was one one. Uh, there were a bunch of ones across the board, Steve, and there was uh-huh. 11 11 left in the period. So it was like one one. 11-11, Steve. Maybe in the first period, mm-hmm. and the, and and then the guy the guy goes, now look at that. Isn't that something? It's all ones. Yeah. yeah. Look at the look at the t- time running down. It's eleven eleven. Yeah. Well, that that would have happened anyway. You see, Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was a famous but, thing the Sens fans did at a eleven eleven. They would uh, start chanting Alfie, Alfie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a bit of. Little history on that, but I know what you're saying. So I get it. I get what you're doing. Give me the give me the top ten moments of uh, Alfie. Yeah, Alfie's big hit on Darcy Tucker in the 2002 NHL playoffs, pretty big one. It was super clean. It was a textbook hit. And honestly, so as part of the whole thing on TSN, Michael Farber, longtime Sports Illustrated guy, had a one-on-one with Daniel Alfredson, and I didn't care for Farber's tone, to be honest. He was going, and that hit from behind, and Alfie said it wasn't a hit from behind. He goes, oh, is is geometry different in Sweden than it is no, in North America? Didn't. What are you no. doing? It's Alfie's big day. Whether you think it's from behind or, as it was, a super clean textbook hit, it was perfect. Um, it's not the time to be dragging that out, you know, mm. digging at Alfie about uh, being hit from behind. So, and not only that, it's like 20 years ago. 20 years ago, my God. Um, also, the winning overtime goal as Ottawa wins its only conference title in 07. That was mm-hmm. pretty damn good to right. uh, eliminate the Buffalo Sabres. Um, there's been a bunch of other ones as well. Alfie's jersey retirement night was great. Uh, I thought dropping the puck this season was amazing. Kind of mended fences. I think Alfie felt completely alienated by this team, as did a lot of fans. Mm-hmm. And in the uh, days of him feeling alienated, we're finally over as he dropped the puck. Since season's not gone as we had hoped, obviously, so far. 15 games in, in 29th place. Not exactly the great start they were hoping for. Alfie getting a club record seven points. Alfie mocking Matt Sundin's stick throw, which was one of the more hilarious things that Remember I've seen. That? Yeah, it was great. He had the very first shootout goal in NHL history. The uh, canceled season in 0405 happened, and the league decided to spice things up by 
breaking ties with penalty shots and uh, sends and leaves were the first to go to a shootout. And Alfie will always be known as the guy who took the first shot and scored the first goal. He had the mm-hmm. uh, uh, game four hat trick in 1998 as the Sens won their first ever playoff series. He had, uh, and there's a bunch of others as well, but uh, yeah, and certainly hockey. I don't want you all landing on me on the 11 updates here. Now. Exactly. Yeah, I can, I can sense when you, which is usually about two minutes into the program when you're starting to lose interest in hockey talk. Oh, okay. So I, I don't want to go about? too deep on that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll take a time out though. Instead, when we return, what a crazy way for the Philadelphia Eagles undefeated run to come to a close we'll get into that as well we've got the gray cup all set the world cup is all set and canada's there it's a week away we'll get to that coming up after these words everyone knows that to get the best price on home and auto insurance you have to shop around but who really wants to do that with access to all kinds of insurance markets not only can i get you the best price but i'll also make sure that you get full value for your money Call me, I'm Jer Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford Lincoln is turning 40, and to celebrate, they're giving you a gift. It's Truck Days, and to thank you for 40 years of support, Jim K. is offering up to $3,000 in factory order rebates. No matter what it is you have to do, make, move, or create, there's a Ford truck built for you. Come celebrate four decades of Jim K. by ordering your brand new Maverick, Ranger, or F-150 your way. Secure your order today. Get started at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! So the 109th Grey Cup is all set, and your yes. two division champions are the teams that make it to the Grey Cup final, the Argos and the Blue Bombers, and get it on, and both had pretty decent seasons. The Toronto Argonauts took a while to kind of get going, but they were clearly the best Eastern team, and it's hard for me to look at this game and think it won't be a Winnipeg blowout, but we'll see. Right. Um, Zach Caleros, you might not be 100% for the game, but uh, yeah, I mean, Winnipeg's won two straight. They've been the class of the CFL by a long shot, most all season long. So, um, yeah, and I, I don't even know how much how much our listeners are into that right now. I don't know if, I mean, the way things have gone in Ottawa here, uh, I'm not talking about the Senators anymore. The Red Blacks have been miserable for three seasons, and so mm-hmm. wasn't that long ago people were pretty excited about the Red Blacks and and the Grey Cup. They won it in 2016, but. Uh, yeah, until Ottawa gets it going again, I think this Grey Cup, this particular one, doesn't hold a ton of interest for the average listener right now. Yeah, you know it's it's hard to make deals, Stevie. Right, I understand that. Right, your your teams revolve around the quarterback, but I but I, when when I wake up this morning and I see that Bo Levi Mitchell deal uh, where he went to, went to Hamilton from Calgary, I you know I'm an Ottawa fan, of course, right? And I'm going, how come you guys aren't in play there? You know. Mm-hmm. How come like you're you're shit? You need uh, you need some drastic measures here, okay? Not 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 coaching changes and a bunch of shit like that. You need to get some a player, you know, and a quarterback. I, well, you know part of I mean, it Steve? is I, I, I get it, I get it, right? And not everyone can get you know you can only go to one team. I'm like fuck, get in there, pay the guy. Well, more, the problem is, him. yeah, the problem is they're expecting Jeremiah Masoli to come back. So of course Masoli was in Hamilton the year before last. And mm-hmm. uh, they decided they would part company with Mazzoli and go with Dane Evans, who really wasn't that good this year, to be honest. He was okay. I would say inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And right. so the Red Blacks have Mazzoli under contract for another year. They're hoping he'll be back and healthy again. And in the meantime, yeah, I think most Red Blacks fans 
if they had to choose. I think people, nobody's anything against Mazzoli, but he got hurt. He got hurt in the fourth or fifth week of the season, and that was pretty much all she wrote because Ottawa just didn't have a guy of his ilk, of his caliber. And so mm-hmm. I think they would have been in there if they uh, if they didn't have Mazzoli signed. And, and he's, uh, you can only, you know, right now the Ticats have to sign Bo Levi Mitchell. He's in a, a position where he's going to be a free agent in February. So he'll make big money wherever it is he goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe that'll be Ottawa still. You never know. But Hamilton gets first crack at him with his rights. So right. we'll see if uh, if Ottawa is in fact in there. Oh, okay. I spoke too soon. Swinging away. Yeah, it might be. But uh, my guess would be that they'll they'll try again with Masoli because uh, he's a good quarterback when he's healthy. But in 2019, and then again this year, so that's like what two out of four seasons he's uh, he's had a long layoff of due to injury with uh, with right. knee problems. So yeah, uh, but yeah, Ottawa needs to get better. Whether it's Masoli or bringing in Bo Levi Mitchell, yeah, they definitely they definitely need help for sure. On the NFL front, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the Monday nighter with uh, Philly taking on the Washington Commanders, you'd think that would be an easy one. First place versus last place in the NFC East, which is a lot better, and the Commanders are the worst. And somehow, some way, in Philadelphia, it's the Commanders who come away with a win. And the finish certainly left a bitter taste in the mouths of NFL fans in Philadelphia or anybody who bet on Philadelphia to win that game. So here's the scenario, James. Yes, sir. We've got we've got a uh, 26-21 lead uh, for the Commanders, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a minute 38 left. The Commanders, I think the third and seven, and mm-hmm. they're basically just trying to run at the clock. One thirty-nine yes. left, but it's a midfield, and so uh, their quarterback goes back and basically takes a knee. But then two Eagles players a second later come in and uh, kind of jump on him. They're not body slammed by any stretch, but reached out and kind of he was on one knee and basically fell onto his back. And they right. called him for 15 yards on that one. That was game over at that stage because even though it's would have been third or fourth and looks like 11 or 12 yards, and they'd be punting uh, with a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. That was that. And the Eagles' undefeated run is over. And that's just such a stupid play for it to end on. What did you think of the play? Uh, so, do you think it was roughing the passer? First of all, I just I saw the video. Looked pretty pretty borderline, but they shouldn't have been in there giving the referee a chance to make a decision. It's uh, not like I say. So they didn't, I say I if I'm if in hindsight looking at it live, I might I might have called it. But looking at the review, I thought that Heineke sold it. He's on one knee, but also kind of did the Fosbury flop kind of flying yeah, backwards the, I, to make it look yeah, worse. I'm, I'm the opposite. It looks like roughing the passer. It doesn't look like roughing the passer during real time. And then uh, I, I think the guy was really smart. Uh, if you watch it in the, the, there's the, the sort of blown up version where you can, you can see what the quarterback's doing. So clearly the guy takes a knee. Clearly he takes a knee. Yep. And then he's, he's watching the two guys coming at him and, and, you know they're coming from. They they see the guy take the knee and they and they flatten him, right? So I think it was really smart by the by the Washington quarterback uh, that he. If, you know I don't know it it was roughing the passer in my estimation for sure, for sure. 
No it's just not. Mind. It's not very rough, though. Can we agree on that? No, not, not. But but if a guy takes a knee, Steve, you can't even brush against him. You know, right? Like they even have a rule now, Steve, protecting quarterbacks. As soon as the guy goes into a, you know, if he's running the ball, the quarterback, as soon as he starts to go into a sliding motion, it's it's a dead play. You know, right? As opposed to in the past, right? They had to wait till he was down fully on the ground. So, uh, I yeah, it was roughing the passer. It was roughing the passer. The other thing that it's just so unconventional about it and that it, it won the game. It, it, it basically was the final dagger. And you just don't, you don't see it very often where it's it's really not a lot of contact. And you certainly don't see the quarterback get up, run five yards upfield, fist bump a couple of times, do a little sort of a you know strut for a minute right. and then walk off the field. You just don't see it anymore. Like he looked like a guy who just scored a touchdown. Uh, so that. That makes me go, okay, that guy probably sold that a little bit. Look at me, I did right. it. I sold the... Anyway, speaking of diving, let's get to the World Cup. Um, <laughs> it's. Uh, I know that it's going to end that way. I love I love these types of events where Canada is finally there, and uh, it's the first time yeah. we've been to a World Cup. This is the men's side we're talking about in 36 years. So just being Bravo. there is amazing. And they, and they didn't even get a goal last time. They were there, so... Scoring a goal, that would be their best ever result. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about it. It's coming and I up. I might win you games scoring one goal. Right. 100%. And so we'll see how it goes. But uh, they're, they're definitely going to be in tough, but they are an exciting side. And the way they came out of CONCACAF and the number one seed, that was, uh, that was all pretty amazing stuff. They're going to be in Group F with mm-hmm. Belgium, which is the second best nation in the world. Oh, no. Then you got Croatia, oh. which is very good. Uh, but not, you know, not a world beater like Belgium and Morocco right. would be uh, bringing up the rear. So it's a, it's not going to be an easy thing, but just just being there is going to be amazing. What I, you know, because I'm just a once in a while soccer fan. I do love this sport, but I just don't have time for it. Uh, and I don't mean that in a, I don't like it. I just literally don't have time in my schedule to be a soccer fan uh, with all the other stuff that I, I follow like it now. and love. Right. I certainly love the World Cup. Yeah, I'll be all over it. Our, our old pal AJ Jackiebeck is is going over to Qatar for it, and uh, so I'll uh, probably be texting back and forth with him on getting a little flavor from the thing. But uh, I just I worry that I'll be heartbroken because Canada will lose because some nation does some stupid diving thing, which always leaves always. such a terrible taste in my mouth. Now, Steve, don't catastrophize the whole thing. Okay. I'm not. Cons- I'm just. So, Stevie, uh, break it down for me. They're in. They're in a Group F. So, how many teams in the group? I have the four that I mentioned. Everybody's four got team. So, just those four. Yeah. Uh, and you play roundy, roundy. Yep. Round robin. So three. Jim. Take that back, Jim. No roundy. Okay. <laughs> so that'd be basically the top two teams in each uh, division move on. And, All right. Uh, yeah. So if I Canada gets out, they would play. Let's say, for example, if they finished first, not going to happen in all likelihood, they would end up playing the second place team from Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Oof, Spain and Germany, that is good. And then uh, let's see, the other option would be if they come out, would if they finish second, they'd play the first place team for me. So that's okay, how it would work. It. Yep. And uh, we- win, win a game or two, you got a shot. Can we talk about... Uh- we talk about AJ, uh, you know, uh, like Rockefeller traveling mm-hmm. the world since he faked that sickness that he had. No, okay? he got a bunch of sympathy it. from people, and now he's doing this. But this guy's like Rockefeller, man. The way he's just whipping around the planet. Every time I look up, it's like 
AJ's waving, standing in front of a statue in San Paulo, you know, South America. <laughs> I'm over here. Yeah. I'm over here. Yeah, I love this guy. I love this guy, man. Yeah, he's I, great. I, tid. I, I tid. That's I kid and tease, Steve. Right. I tid. The, the old okay. tid. Yeah. So another play on words like your twalker concept, right? After a roundy. Yeah. Is it a roundy? Yeah. Anyway, way to go, AJ. I love seeing that. Clearly, that guy's a sort of, you know, he had a, a huge health scare, as everyone knows. And, and Yeah, it was uh, pancreatitis. Very serious. Totally serious, yeah. Uh, and and clearly, he he did what everyone wants to do when they talk about before they before they leave this earth, uh, their bucket list stuff. And tons of people all the time, when you ask them bucket list, it's, I want to travel, I want to travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, hats off, man. I, I really get a kick out of how he's living his life these days. Well done. Yeah, did a great job with uh, the soccer calls for Atletico Ottawa. He did a great job with the Red Blacks once again this season with Jeff Avery. And uh, to give you an idea of the kind of guy AJ is, so mm-hmm. as someone who basically had pancreatitis, and again, it, it can be fatal, uh, a buddy of mine also recently, uh, Ira, he basically had the same thing. He had pancreatitis and, and was in bad shape for a while. And so we got talking and AJ having the same thing uh, came up and I said, and, and a lot of, not a lot of people I would say this about, I knew there would be a chance that AJ would talk to my buddy about pancreatitis and give him kind of some background and what to expect. And mm-hmm. uh, there wouldn't be that many guys that I would even ask. So I did. And uh, he called my buddy up, and oh, cool! I th- that's just amazing. Like this complete stranger, uh, but that's the kind of guy AJ is. So very cool, very cool. Yeah. Um, anything else before we go? Uh, yes, Steve. Did, I have yes. one more thing before we go. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've always been a, a big supporter, a huge advocate that the CFL. You know, you talked about, uh, you know, low attendance rates. Does anyone? And I, I agree with you about the sense of the interest in the Grey Cup this year. Uh, my sense is less, but but usually I think, Steve, that's because I'm getting older, mm-hmm. that, that I care less about this stuff, right? And I was more, when I was 25, Stevie, I was dropping everything going, what's, it's called the National Junk? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, let's go, let's get down to the city. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I've always been this big supporter, Steve, of, of changing the, all the rules in the CFL to four downs, okay? Always. I think they should. However, Steve, I think the NFL, because I did watch the semifinals, uh, and I, I love the stop time over the last three minutes. In the end, I think it's stop time, right? Uh, and three minutes. It is for sure the last two minutes. And well, it's a three-minute warning, and then uh, they stop the ball. They stop the clock for pretty much everything until the referee right. gets the ball settled. Yeah, and that's that that one I would love to see the NFL adapt. You know, I I would love I love it's like they always go, well, I'll tell you what, we got 60 minutes of uh, you know, strap in of 60. No, no, it's not 60 minutes. Every game I watch is about 58 minutes and 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 1 second, you know, that right. the game's over. I hate that. Well, they got the, that's it. that's frustrating, right? It's 40 seconds on the game clock, right? On the play Brilliant. clock, I should say. Yeah. And so, yeah, if, if a team you know, there's 40 seconds left, and uh, at that stage of the game, they can just let the clock run out. And it's frustrating yeah. to see the clock go for 40 full seconds. Tick, yeah, it's awful. tick, tick, and everybody's shaking hands on the field. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, you know what I mean, Steve? How You know how exciting CFL games are. Yeah, you know? but it's almost they're, the they're, other direction, too. It's like, I want to I get a sense that if, 
you know, my team scores with uh, a minute 10 left that there's not time for eight changes of possession and 32 points. It's just like, that's a bit too much. So the NFL is one way. The the NFL, they're they're on two different spectrums. There's got to be a happy medium in there somehow. Nope. I like it. Okay. Fair enough. Medium. Uh, all, right. all good. All good. Just uh, what What did you learn today, James? Anything? Um. Well, I I did I did learn uh, Stevie something yeah. today. What that, is that? Uh, well, how many guys, Steve, uh, in that Hall of Fame now have come through the Minnesota North Star team? Wow, oh, jeez. Do yourself a favor, Steve. You almost Stevie. You almost made it through the whole. I show. know. Yeah, Kevin McNamara. Uh, he's a he's a great listener to the program. <laughs> But he's getting livid. He's, he's enraged right now. <laughs> Make it stop. Make it stop. Anyway, uh, what did I learn today that I still think the Sens should make a coaching change? You know, you win three, you get three or four points in the last two games, kind of cools the talk, but it didn't eliminate it. And then to go to see them lose again to the Islanders, I'm right back on the old bandwagon of a coaching change with all due respect, as they say. You know, uh, I'll tell you what, Stevie, before we go. All right, sir. Uh, you know, Canada's going to be on the world stage with the soccer. Uh, we we don't talk about it very often, but I'm a fan. I, w- I watch all the majors for sure. And uh, is uh, Oje uh, Aliasim, Steve, mm-hmm. okay? This kid knocked off Nadal. Yes. And in and, and some sort of convoluted event. I don't know what it is. but But I think he's won two, three times, Stevie, in the last year for sure, in the last several months. And I looked at his ranking. Uh, he is now number six in the world. So I got him seated. How about that? Uh, it says, okay. uh, well, the actual championship that he's in right now, this is a season-ending men's championship. He's fifth seated in the tournament. I'm not So you're saying he's sixth? That's cool. Um, I think so, yeah. And it's I a weird so. thing. It's a weird thing. They have this, uh, I mean, obviously I don't follow, follow tennis a ton, but it looks like mm-hmm. a round-robin scenario. So he's, yeah, just yeah. like the World Cup. Right, he's he's in there with Rafael Nadal and a and a couple other guys, and uh, yeah, so an interesting way of doing your tennis tournament. Okay, so congrats to Felix Ogier Aliassime because that was a dream of his. It was uh, you, you basically have a guy who's sunsetting a little bit, but still an amazing player. And uh, Rafael Nadal is the tennis idol of Felix Ogier Aliassime, and the dream came true on Tuesday. So very cool. Yeah, and you All know, right, Steve, how you've always taught me. Uh, in your your uh, much more experienced radio career than I have, to always set a teaser, mm-hmm. you know, set a teaser like like even while the show's going on. Okay, you're going to commercial break. You know the old when we come back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, J- Jim is going to take his pants off, right? See if that yeah, happens. Right. That, Great that teaser, didn't... Steve. No, it's okay, terrible. Fantastic. Terrible. Huh? Terrible it's a fantastic teaser. teaser. Mm. Uh, so in the world of sports, Stevie, which I'm right on top of. How about this little teaser for tomorrow, Steve? I'm, we're going to spend a good 10 minutes talking about the World Snooker Tour. Steve is back mm. underway. The season has started. Okay, so oh. it'll be how long? 10 minutes, you say? Okay, so I'll, we'll yeah. do 10 minutes longer. 10 at so the start, go- maybe 10 at the end, yeah. just to get yeah. more and more people involved in the show tomorrow to tune in. I'm trying to do less editing lately, but I have no problem deleting all of that discussion. But I'll engage you in, in conversation as best I can. Okay. Uh, anyway, enjoy your day. <laughs> Good night, everybody. We'll see you.